This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right. I never know how to. Okay then. Okie dokie. I think the very first one ever I said okie dokie. You're like, why do I do that? Yeah, and I just did it again. But anyway, um, we are here. Episode number 40. We have officially made it. Over the hill. Over the hill. Over the hill. Yeah, Nate, have you been putting any salve on your joints in preparation for this episode? Do you even know what that means? Um, it, no, no, I don't have a clue what that means. <laughs> Only um, good old Jordy knows what that I, means. I don't, I'm not even sure if I'm here over the hill. Yeah, I don't even know if I know what that means. <laughs> it's something to do with like old people putting like medicated Vaseline on their elbows or something. You know, like when you're old, you got that trick knee. You can tell oh, yeah, like when I a think, storm's coming. I think I have that. Oh, already. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. Sal, we'll watch some Matlock. We'll have dinner by 345 and be in like bed by 430. <laughs> That doesn't sound too, too bad. Early. Yeah. So, <laughs> anywho, this is it, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this. This is episode number four zero, and um, you know, we started this thing excited about where we were going with it, not really fully knowing how it was going to feel because on something like this, any kind of, I don't know if you want to necessarily call this like an artistic expression, but any kind of something that you're creating, it also has its ability to sort of take its own direction. And I remember back in the day when I used to um, make beats and stuff, um, I would very often start with a specific idea in my head. And sometimes I would even hear like a chord progression you or like music a, beats, not music like the, beats. Yeah. Not like the vegetable no 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 not like not like dwight schrute yeah. but um so keep going <laughs> yeah uh i've never eaten a beet in my entire life oh my gosh my dad loves them yeah 
that that's so funny. I went to went to dinner with some people at work like uh, a week ago or something. Me and my wife and uh, some other people at work, and somehow we got on like the beets a beets conversation, like the like mm. the vegetable or whatever. That's and hilarious. I said, I just kept saying like, what what do you wait? What is it? <laughs> how do you say? How do you say it? They, the color they were is all so like, pretty. They are pretty. Yeah, they were all like blown away. They're like, you don't know what a beat is? Like, nah, I never heard of it. What? Yeah, like, I know how to drop a beat. I, have, but, yeah. I know how to tear up a beat. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I remember making music back in the day and I'd have like a specific idea. And then as you start messing around, start like, you know, whatever, putting on different layers of sounds very, well, not very often, unequivocally, every single time it would kind of look, sound, feel, go a direction that maybe you weren't anticipating. Mm-hmm. And I think our podcast has done that somewhat too. You know, we're 40 episodes in now. Um, I, I think when we first started, like we had no script whatsoever with people we were interviewing. We had no idea in terms of like how a conversation could, should flow outside of just our normal conversations that we have as human beings. And I don't think we really had any idea. One thing I've noticed we've changed a lot on is length of podcasts. Like our first ones were like a half an hour. Yeah. And then when we got to an hour, we're like, what? Yeah, 60 minutes, dude. And now it's like we're cutting them off at two plus because like, I mean, even last week with AJ from Horseshoe Tackle, shout out. Shout out. Big shout out to the homie AJ. What a cool dude. What an absolutely talented, just talented human being. Um, His his lures are absolute works of art. Um, But even with him, we cut it off at like right at two hours, we could have talked for way longer. Same thing with yeah. Jay Yellis, same thing with Chad Pipkins, um, same thing with Carlos from Guac and Roll. Yeah. You get to talking to people and you can just go. Um, but I'm excited about where we're at. I'm excited about what we're doing next. Uh, and so before we get too far into it, um, this episode, like every other episode, we are proud proud, proud, proud um, to say that we are brought to you by Grizzly Coolers and specifically their Kenai lineup. Uh, Giltech USA is, uh, I think, how you find them on like Instagram, Facebook, Giltech USA, which is an incredible lure maker, which is a part of the Hook and Arrow Supply lure family. Uh, the homies at Working Class Bowhunter and their podcast network. We're really excited that right now there is Working Class Tackle and Tacos and Victory Drive, which if you order one of our sticker sheets on tackleandtacos.com, that was a pretty good, that was that was good. A pretty good transition good. and I didn't even mean to do it. But yeah. um, if you order one of our sticker sheets on tackleandtacos.com, it comes with a dope little working class sticker and a Victory Drive sticker on there. What? Yeah, which is pretty cute. That's cute. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of rad. But we're getting ready to add another podcast onto that family, um, which I designed their logo. Ooh. I don't think I'm doing their intro music, um, which is totally cool because it's another dude named Jordan and another feller, and they're just really cool cats. Um, they're killers, and they are south or around the Mason-Dixon line, so their podcast is called uh, Hunting the Mason-Dixon. I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about all this. Oh, so if I'm not, just pretend like I didn't say all that. But otherwise, it's right. rad to see that giving like the, out the juice, yeah, giving yeah. out the juice before the juice is made. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's exciting to see everything growing. And then, like we say every week, too, Waypoint TV. Uh, we're working on getting our videos thrown on to um, their app. And if you don't have the app, even if we weren't affiliated with it, it's free. Yeah. Like free, really good content, like like good angling stuff, good hunting stuff. Uh, there's just no reason to not have it. So um, tonight um, we are doing just a quick, um, if you listen to any other podcasts, we, we don't want to be, 
mm, how do I say this? We don't want to do everything that every other podcast does, but sometimes people do stuff that's sort of like par for the course. And I can sometimes try too hard to like not do what everybody else is doing uh-huh. and miss out on something that's kind of rad just because I'm like, darn the man. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. You're, you're, you're you quick to agree to that. Yeah. So sorry, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> and I and love you, you and, so and, much. And yeah, and you and Nate both know that I do that like fishing tournaments. Like everybody's fishing jigs. All right, man, let's I'm, bust out the drop yeah, shot. Or like, yeah, let's go opposite. with a let's go with like a four foot long mega bass topwater walking bait with wings on it. Yeah. That's a hundred and ninety dollars because nobody else is throwing that. Yeah. Well, I bet the fish have never seen this. Yeah, I do do that I've, one. The yeah. I bet they've never seen. Yeah, yeah. I was it's listening cute, to a though. podcast recently with Dean Rojas, and he's a is or was like a wiggle wart junkie and he was saying that he still does that with like paint colors like he has some wiggle warts that he sends off to japan they get painted and they come back so there's a there's a line of that that's actually true but i don't want to be so trying to be different that i miss out on some stuff um sorry but every time you say wiggle wart wiggle wart wiggle wart um i think of harry potter Sorry, keep going. But yeah. that's what I think of every single we time. We should see if um, we should see if AJ. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Mm. Ima- I can't imagine. Um, we should see if AJ <laughs> could paint us up some wiggle warts in Hogwarts colors, oh. and then we could have like Hoggle wiggle warters or wiggle wiggle <laughs> hoggler, and then we could give some to Austin. Hoggle warts. Hoggle warts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. I'll be here yeah. all night. Got yeah. it. Cheers for. Yeah, that was like Hogwarts, dude. Yeah, yeah. We got to get some painted. AJ, if you're listening to this, please Paint let us. us some yeah, yeah. Let it, let us send you some some wiggle warts, and then Austin will send you some Hogwarts. <laughs> and if you win a derby, we got to get a shout out on stage. That's all we ask. If you win, if you win a blue trophy, a tattoo of the because of the Hogwarts, yeah, <laughs> you have to get the tackle taco just above your butt crack. <laughs> Lower back only. Yeah. Lower back only. No other one will will suffice. Uh, anywho, but like I don't even know where we're going. Uh, oh, that's why we have notes. Oh, because otherwise we do this, and next thing you know, we're talking about professional fishermen's <laughs> butt cracks. About- <laughs> what the heck are we doing right now? Uh, but a lot of a lot of podcasts will do sort of a end of year type of deal where they kind of wrap up the previous year, a little bit of looking into the next year. Um, and with us, one thing I always really liked about, uh, and I still like it, but I used to like on Bass Talk Live when Mark Jeffries was kind of the host and Pangrack was co-hosting, was every episode they opened up. And, and uh, Nate, what did Mark Jeffries say every time? Uh, he said, uh, what did he say? Let's talk fishing and anything else we want to talk about. Yeah. He would say, we're going to talk about bass fishing and anything else we want to yeah. talk about. And I always thought that was yeah. rad because that's kind of where we are. We talk yeah. about family stuff and cooking stuff and life stuff. Um, and so I want to do like a little bit, not too much of a retrospect of 2023, but more so, um, a happy Disney feely hopes and dreams for the future. May your heart's desires fly as high as the wings of the soul of the eagle. Wow, that was like Hunger Games and fairy dust. Yeah, all that good stuff. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I'm hitting the soundboard so much. You're it just, really excited it's really fun. Tapping away. What's this one? Do you remember? Crickets? No. Is that, is that, is that, I can't remember. 
Oh, oh that's the creepy one. Okay. Anyway. Um, anywho, so we're going to do an episode today. We're going to kind of just shoot from the hip, have some fun, and talk about where we came from in 23, figuring this stuff out, uh, and then where we're going for 24. No ultra high specificity, uh, but it's kind of a cool time of year to do it. Last week, I kind of went in joking about how something like 6 to 9% of people who make resolutions at January 1 see those resolutions through, and then now here I am kind of doing the same thing, but... Um, Whatever. Lola, uh, yes. before we get too far, mm-hmm. tell us about some tacos we've eaten lately. Okay. And get specific. Let's let's get well, into the nitty-gritty. You're the meat. I want, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Come on. Okay. The nitty-gritty, right. as Nacho Libre would say. Um, well, we had smoked steak. Yeah. Skirt steak. Skirt steak. Skirt. 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 You smoked it for how long? Uh, a little over, and it wasn't a very big steak, a little no, over three hours at like as low as I could get it, like 140 What did you season it with? Uh, well, I don't, okay, so the seasoning, I kind of cheated. I used a, a pre-made seasoning oh my God. that your, uh, that your parents kidding. gave us for Christmas. Kidding. It's called like an Asada Grillers something, and it was yeah, It was dope. super yummy. Yeah, the seasoning was dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, you smoked it for that amount of time, um, and then- you brought it in and you pan fried it, pan seared it um, with olive oil and cilantro, maybe. Yeah, yeah look at you. Don't um, quit, quit saying I'm it with a question well, mark. You're on it. I was doing all the fixings. I was doing all the fixings. I wasn't watching you cook the meat. Um, and so we put, what did we put on that? That was just onions and yeah, cilantro. And then you had Mexican. the drizzly. Yeah. yeah. And, but we didn't have it on corn tortillas. We had it on the tortilla land. The bake ones. Like, or co- whatever the uncooked, They're uncooked yeah. and then you cook them yeah um which nate have you had those yet i know you're doing the mission ones but have you had the uncooked tortillas at all yet yeah yeah so i found i found i think i said that i yeah, found, found you mission. did i don't know if you had them i couldn't remember if you made them yet yeah i've made them i've made them a couple different times the first time i made them i, I don't they know if too I'm dark, right? over yeah. oh that's well, right i do get, remember that they didn't get dark I mean, and un- they, they looked cooked i mean they yeah, they looked good. They looked like they were cooked well, but I might have just cooked them too long mm. because they got like really hard, really mm. fast. Like by the time I made it to my second taco, like taco two and three were like extremely <laughs> hard. Tacos two and through four, nine. Yeah, uh, they were extremely hard. But then I cooked uh, cooked them in the house uh, like a week later, a few days later, something like that, and uh, they were dynamite. Like they were perfect. Wow. They were they stayed soft. They tasted delicious. Like they were. They've got a little chewiness to them. Yep, exactly. So good. So good. Um, what was I just going to say? And then yeah, we topped them pretty simply. Yeah, it was just like chopped yeah. onions, cilantro. You had your chipotle lime. Sauce. Yeah, which if you if you follow us on social, um, which if you don't. Think tackle about and tacos. It. Yeah, it's at Tackle and Tacos. Um, but I posted a picture of it. And you know how sometimes when you use a camera, whether it's a real one or just it on your phone, uh, and you, you look at something through your camera, it, oh it doesn't look how it looks through your eyeballs. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. colors don't look the same. Yeah. Um, what's what's the word? Scale looks it's like different. Like when you take a picture of the moon and it doesn't look like. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just looks like a circle, like yeah. a white circle somewhere. So I took a picture of these uh, steak tacos and it looked like I like I topped it in mustard. Yeah, but I did not. Just to be clear, I use Kinders Kinders. Um, I kind of want to know how to pronounce that, and I also don't at all. Yeah, uh, I use their chipotle lime. Yeah, yeah, and they were so good. What did I put on mine? I don't think I put anything spicy on my No, you put the Kinders, Kinders, 
Uh, no, 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 that was on the other ones. Okay, so what about the other tacos? The other ones, you made a smoked pork butt. Yeah, boy. And I feel like the prices come down too. Yeah, which like is it was, nice. it was like thirteen forty or something for a really big in. one, bone in, like the cut that you want, big nasty fat cap on top. Yummy. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. we made pulled nice pork tacos, and we used the. My nose is so pluggy all of a sudden. I'm so sorry. Um, everybody in our family, everybody in our lives, everyone maybe on Earth seems to be going through some sort of something, like, like getting better or about to get sick. Yeah, or actually sick. Maybe that's just how life. And works. then apparently there's this new thing from the devil called the hundred day cough, After where you, you get COVID. over COVID, you have a cough for a triple digit amount of days, which is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, have mine, that. Mine's finally tapering off. Oh, good. Now that you mentioned cough, yeah, I'm, good. I'm, I'm I should have a little tickle. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> over here sniffling and yeah. sounding all pluggy. So anyway, on our pulled pork tacos, we did the <clears throat> uncooked, but then we cooked them tortillas from Tortilla yeah. Land, and then. I honestly don't want to do anything else for no. anything and other than the fact our, that it's kind of a pain in the butt to make them, although it's not, it's really but not, like, but it's man, because they're so good. Our griddle takes up counter space and then you have yeah. to like, and we live in a little cabin the, with yeah. not a lot of counter, counter space. space. Yeah. But Gus will prefer our two year old. Oh, prefers, it's crazy. He won't even eat the other one. No, we'll give him one. And he's like, no mama. Yeah. And then I'll give him the other one. He goes, yeah, taco. Yeah. Yeah. He's so excited about it. Cause he yeah. likes the, I don't want to say real tortillas, but the no, more but they are way more yeah. real feeling. And yeah. like, the, like the inconsistency and the bubbles in it, almost like the crust on a pizza mm, makes yummy. it feel more authentic. Yeah. And you can like cook them a little bit longer to be a little almost crisp, or you can do them a little less and they're kind of chewy soft or whatever. And then uh shout outs to Ashley. What's her last name? Kittleson. Kittleson. Uh, I'm sorry. I uh, forgot your last name for a quick second. I apologize. Uh, our homie Mark's fiance, but Aww. she's the one who turned us on to uh, sprinkling tahine because, mm-hmm. like, as they're cooking, they're they're raw, like they're literally raw. So if you sprinkle something on it while they're cooking, it gets like into it. it. It's into not it. it's not just on it. Yeah, so a little yeah. tahine or whatever you want to throw on there. Okay, absorbs into it sounded weird, but you know what I mean. But yeah, it cooks into it, whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, pulled pork. Uh, I'm telling you, like straight up and down. I don't know how you do them, Nate, but like we have a video on our YouTube on how to make pulled pork tacos. And um, where's that video at? YouTube.com. I thought I was so confused. I thought it was your Your turbs. Yeah. Your yeah. turbs. Yeah. As soon as he said yeah. it, I like looked at him and he was wondering why I was looking Sorry, at him. And yeah. that's why. <laughs> on our, what's wrong with you? Yeah, on the your turbs. Um, this feller. This feller onto your turbs. Uh, what was the other thing I, I was saying wrong a second ago? Well, not wrong, but like intentionally oh, wrong. Camera. Oh yeah, take a picture with your camera. Um, <laughs> anywho, it's it's better though than when people say pitcher, like like a pitcher mm. of beer versus picture. A picture of beer? Well, no, not a picture. <laughs> well, you could take a picture of beer, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, look at this awesome picture I took. Like, nope, it's picture. picture. Camera is actually on purpose. But anyway, um, man, any pulled pork, really what you're doing, let me let me just break anybody off with like the simplest break knowledge. Because if you've ever started doing barbecue, you know that BBQ is the art of taking not super expensive meat, cooking it for a really, really long time, a slow amount of, or a slow time over a low amount of heat uh, and turning it into something awesome. If you were to eat a brisket, cooking it fast, what would it taste like, Nate? Probably like shoe leather. I mean, really, Yum. it would be, just, it would be like, I, you could probably say it'd be unedible, inedible. Yeah. Like chewing on your, uh, grandpa's old belt or something. Yeah. Or chewing gosh. on your old grandpa. <laughs> oh my gosh, grandpa. You cook a brisket wow. too fast. It's like chewing on grandpa <laughs> oh my without God. his permission. 
So, you know, it's I mean, weird. I, not, I said belt, but, you know, either way, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, but anywho, so if you know barbecue, honestly, uh, I actually have a point here, which is just that when you're doing barbecue, it can almost be, I don't know if you ever felt this, Nate, it can almost be a little intimidating, I think, because of how long the cook takes. and You're like, nervous every time. Yeah, you're nervous because you put so much time and effort yeah. into it, and then it's like, what if this sucks, or what if I screwed something like I got up? got this awesome brisket, and then it shrinks down to the size of my hand. Yeah, yeah, it looks like grandpa. <laughs> oh my and it's gosh. just shriveled up. and Shriveled up. Yeah, <laughs> grandpa <laughs> in a hot grandpa. tub. Um, so pulled pork, let me just alleviate any potential fears. Any Anyone who hears this, anyone, maybe you've never barbecued in your life, okay. if you have access to either an oven, because you can do it in the oven, keep mm-hmm. the, the heat real low, um, or you know, obviously the easiest, the bestest way to do it is a um, pellet grill as far as ease and you get nice smoke and whatever. Um, like an offset smoker is probably better, but it's not as easy Wait, to control. Wait, what's smoke flavor? Is that a thing? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that a thing that you can buy? It is. And then there's like liquid smoke. Yeah, liquid smoke I mean. tastes to me like grandpa. Okay. Have you tasted grandpa? No, but liquid smoke, I think, I think liquid smoke is grody. Like, I think, okay. it, I think it I just, tastes I've fake. Heard of it tastes it, like, so- uh, what's that crap? Aspartame? Aspartame. Aspartame. <laughs> like, it just tastes fake. Like, it doesn't mm. taste disingenuous. Wow. Drinking a diet soda. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, do you use liquid smoke for anything, Nate? Uh, I have actually. I'm not uh, judging you, Nate. But I'm not. It's it's. I use it super sparingly. Yeah, to you're where talking drips, you don't, drops. Oh yes, yeah. yes, because it it will absolutely take over the flavor. Of yeah. Okay. In it, in yeah, it I knew nothing. Will give you that. I knew nothing about will give it. Give you that fake that fake flavor, but yeah, it does. Just in in moderation, I think it. I suppose you're right. It, has a time and a place. Yeah, a okay. couple of drops maybe isn't the end of the world, but when I've had it, um, where I put like a couple, few too many drops potentially, and then you go to eat your food and it just tastes like fake smoke. It's like this yeah. is not it. I'm just saying for people that have an oven and sure. not a pellet grill, sure. if they put a couple drip drops yeah. of that, would that you be good? Could. Or would yeah, that you be probably, you might What you might could do is maybe put a couple drips in your sprayer, like your barbecue sprayer, you know, because it's good to go spritz down your whatever you're smoking yeah. after, you know, every couple okay. of hours. So the outside, um, like the bark, I don't want people get to ruin dry. their stuff because of my liquid smoke. No, I think if you put a couple, just, a couple drops in the whole sprayer and then mix it up with all the other stuff, you know, whatever, which yeah. we can get into details if people want to hear it. But um, anyway, what I was going to say is when you're smoking something large, the thing that everybody should be focused on more isn't cook time, it's internal temperature. Okay. Right. So, like, you shouldn't look at like smoking a giant pork butt, a, a Boston butt, a pork roast, whatever, with a bone in, a shoulder roast, and think like, I need to do seven hours here. You should look at it and be like, all right, when it hits 205, I need to wrap it tight multiple times in tinfoil and let it rest for a couple hours. It shouldn't be like, oh, it's only been six hours. Oh, it's only been five hours. Oh, it's been nine hours. Whatever it is, you have to have a good internal temperature meat thermometer. Um, and once it hits that, and you'll know too, because when you're when you're making it, it gets straight mushy like a tushy. And when it does, that's the right move. When you when you go to put that meat thermometer in, and it's like not mushy, yeah, like a like a like a hot knife through butter. Exactly right. That's a way better yeah. way of describing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how you know, okay, we're getting close. And then you, you know, you look at that meat temp, whatever. And if you're, I would say if you're over 200 consistently around the pork butt, she's ready to, she's ready to take off. Oh, yeah. um, but I, when I do them 275, I don't wrap it. I don't nothing. The only thing I do is season the living bejesus out of the top and the bottom, trim back the fat cap. And then I just let it go uh, 275. And then I have a spray bottle as we were the aforementioned 
aforementioned spray bottle, um, which I guess you could. I would never do it on an actual smoker, but I guess you could put a couple drops of liquid um, liquid smoke in it. Uh, but in my spray bottle to spritz down my meat, I have pickle juice, quite a bit of pickle juice. Uh, I just stopped for a second there. We're taking a <laughs> selfie. Um, soy sauce, Worcestershire, and hot sauce. Uh, some people will do apple juice. Some people will do water, whatever. But you want to spray it down with some kind of stuff on top. So as it's sitting there for a long cook, the bark, the outer shell of your whatever you're cooking doesn't turn into like beef jerky. Nate, what do you spray your stuff down with? Uh, I typically will do a mixture, especially if it's a pork butt. I'll do a mixture of like apple cider vinegar, apple juice, brown sugar, and honey. Wow. Yeah. All sweet stuff. Yum. All sweet stuff because... Typically, when I when I season the pork butt, I I will have brown sugar in the seasoning, but everything else aside from the brown sugar is going to be more on that savory yeah, or even salty. slightly spicy, salty sure. side. Yeah. So I'll try to I'll try to combat that a little bit uh, with the vinegar and the sweet, you know, apple juice, brown sugar, uh, honey mixture, and uh, I've never had any complaints. So. Yeah. I'm going to keep rolling with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, for sure. And that's it, too. That's the rad thing about barbecue, just like tacos, just like fishing, is as long as you're not doing something illegal, there's not rules. You can you can experiment with different stuff. One time I made uh, I made ribs at the crib, and um, I was goofing around, I think, with our oldest daughter, Kennedy. And I was like, hey, I should put ranch on these ribs, like on the on like the oh, yeah. second to last. Because I do the 3 two, one method, method, three hours on smoke, uh, two hours wrapped up with sauce and butter. Um, at like 275 and then one hour uncovered with more sauce at 275 no no tinfoil it's really easy works great they fall off the bone whatever um and i usually just do barbecue sauce and i told her i'm gonna do ranch and she was like uh i was like i'm just gonna try i'm doing two slaps anyway and the ranch ones got demolished by our kids (laughs) and it sounds weird and it looked a little strange but like it was good so there's no rules but yeah um all right so let's uh, let's jump into this. Let's jump into this twenty twenty three look back. Um, Lola, Nate, individually, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of interview you guys. Oh gosh! And then if y'all have questions for me, cool. If you don't, then let's just keep it moving, mushy like a tushy. Um, do you have a Nate or Lola? Let's jump off on uh, podcast stuff. What was one of your favorite podcasts we did? In 2023, which is literally every single one of them besides this one and AJ. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll go first. Do it. Uh, if that's if that's cool. Uh, I actually I have two that right. I would say are probably my two favorites right up there. Uh, I would say the first one would be I think it was episode seven with Kyle Vandiver. Oh yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Brandon, Brand, yeah, Brandon Polinick's, uh, you know, film and editing guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was our might have even have been our first like, uh, I guess, video podcast. It definitely well. was. Yeah, we had no idea yeah. what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. So just like the first video podcast, the vibe, how cool he was, like everything about that that interview uh, with him, like that was that was definitely up there with with my with my favorites. Uh, just such a such a cool dude and it and an artist with the yeah. camera. Yeah, he's so, good, dude. He's really good. Yeah. Yep, he is. And, uh, I've been enjoying the uh, the uh, the series videos that they finally started dropping towards the, uh, for like the end of the season, the last uh, last few tournaments. Yeah, they, they were like rapid successions. Yeah. Bang, 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 just putting them out. Yeah. Yep. So that was that was dope to, to yep. watch those and get, get caught up. But man, uh, that one and then 
um, I think it was episode 35 with uh, Ken Duke and oh, okay. Terry yeah. Batiste, the, yep. the big fast podcast guys. Yep. I really like that. So like uh, just their, like their, man, I would say like the his the history of bass fishing and their knowledge behind it and uh and all the info that they dropped with that like that was that was so cool like yeah, I you know anytime anytime you you're you find something that like gains your interest uh you know whether it be football or you know any sport whatever in this case fishing for us like you kind of want to know the history behind it and you how should, yeah you know exactly how things got to where they are now and, and they know all that stuff. They really, you know, yeah, off the fishing. top of their head. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was, that was, that was, uh, that was probably my second favorite, uh, podcast, uh, that we, that we did last year. So yeah, good choices. Yeah. I, I totally agree with the Kyle Vandiver. Yeah. Like, I feel like we had been friends for like ever, yeah. all of us. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. my gosh, we just are homies talking. And yeah. that was, it was scary to do a video one, but then it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was at first, and then so it was just really, comfy. yeah. And like, yeah, just it went really well. I feel like he was a really good one to be our first video sort of interview with a little bit bigger name yeah. dude because it made he made it so easy that I think it kind of showed all of us like, oh, we can do this. We yeah. can talk to these dudes. We can yeah. have conversations with these cats. Like, and they're normal. This yeah. is awesome. Um, yeah, just so laid back. Yeah, right. yeah, it, it wasn't just had like such a good so. Vibe. Uh, you store camera fa- um, fish, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we just talked to him like a normal dude. Exactly, it wasn't yeah. like all weird and yeah. Yeah, but I also feel like we've been able to do that with every person we've had on here. It's been, yeah. it's been so comfy. Yeah. Um, I liked. I mean, I like talking with Polinick. Mm. Gussie was awesome. Yeah, dude. But I also liked the guac and roll. One. Yeah, I don't, absolutely. I don't. I don't know if I can pick another favorite. Yeah, yeah. Chad Tipkins was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I love all of them because, and then our lure people that mm-hmm. we've talked to, like all of them. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. so interesting, so and I crazy. learned so much. Yeah, and so I, I have favorites for different reasons. Yeah, I really want I to. Too. Well, I'm, I'm kind of jumping into 24 here. Hopefully, that's allowed. But um, we can we can kind of dance around the line of 23, 24. Okay. Um, but hopefully, in 24, I'd really like to get up to where the heck is he, uh, Brian Giltek, Hook and Arrow Supply. Isn't he by Green Bay? Yeah, I think he's like north of Green Bay, right? Okay. I can't remember the town that he lives in. I always forget. Um, but I would really love to go up there and podcast there, like uh-huh. from his place, yeah. and have him bring some of his prototypes, some of his CNC oh, so drawings, like some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Because like, even though he's not a huge tackle manufacturer yet, he runs his operation like he's a mm-hmm. Berkeley or a, you know, like a mainstay strike King big Nick. I mean, he's CNC drawing and 3d and like he puts, it'd be cool to see that in person because he was like just an audio podcast and we were just, I mean, we were just figuring out how to connect the phone to the soundboard. You know what I'm saying? Like right, video yeah, wasn't yeah. going to happen. We didn't know what the heck we were doing then. Um, but to see his stuff in person, that'd be pretty fun. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. That would be cool. So who are your two favorites of 2023? All of them? Uh, it's, honestly, it's <laughs> super hard for me. The, the one that jumps right off the page right away uh, was Jay Yellis. Oh, it was, you guys yeah, picked that was ones awesome. that I yeah. couldn't be on. I'm so sad. I yeah. missed both of those. Yeah, Jay was just, I mean, gosh, number one, he is sharp as attack. He remembers every minuscule detail of every tournament he's ever fished and then it was really neat i think it was the next week wasn't it that we had big bass on uh big bass 
podcast on and Ken was, was yeah. Ken was like, dude, Jay was one of the greats. Like he could have chased down Kevin Van Dam if he had wanted to. You know, like Wow. Yeah. I mean that's you say that. That's like that's legit like saying like, Well, you know, that guy was good at basketball. He could have given Michael Jordan a run for his money. Right. From somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah. You know? Okay, press yeah. pause. Can we just take two seconds? What? Two seconds, Nate. Two seconds, Lola. What? The Green Bay Packers, oh. they won a playoff game. Oh, my gosh. Like <laughs> The like, first ever seven seed to win a playoff game. Come on. Come on now. I mean, put some respect on, on a Put some respect on my name. Like, that's Go crazy. In that's Dallas, so going in, yeah. the, the initial line, the, the initial betting line was Packers were picked to lose by eight, and they were picked to lose by seven and a half. Then at kickoff, they were picked to lose by seven, and instead we were beating them 48 to 16 at one point. Yeah. So, or four, I think it was 41 to 16, and then we scored it, whatever. Yeah. But, like, holy heavens. Yeah, it was very exciting. Like, dude, Jordan Love is the dude. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. I mean, I think I said that last week too, but like, man, I was so wrong and I'm so glad. And more than anything, I love that dude's vibe. Yeah. He just seems positive and level headed and he's articulate and he's intelligent and he seems humble. And, uh, man, that dude can like some of his throws where people say like, there's a phrase in football, you know, this Nate, I think you probably do too low. I'm not sure, but in quarterbacking called off platform, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's when instead of being flat footed or having your mechanics just right, you're having to throw it because you're either being about to be hit or, you know, that guy's open for that quick window and you got to get it out while you, this dude's entire body is off platform like his both his feet are off the ground and he's yep. falling backwards and his his chest is facing where he's throwing instead of being like you know squared up to it and just i man. think he only had one yeah. weird throw that i was like wait what was that yeah but it might have just been was it in front of what's his face and by the end zone hold on i'm do you know what throw I'm talking uh, about? I can't remember. Number 11, no. Because I, I, I feel know. like you and I, like that was a fun game to watch together because yes. we cheered a lot. A and then lot. Gus would jump up and cheer and he had no idea what was going yeah, on. And he'd be like, up back, go! <laughs> yeah, and he and he'd like, put his hands above his head and he'd be like, yeah. and he didn't know. He was just excited because we were so excited. cute. But yeah, man. Yeah. Whatever happens, so fun. whatever happens from here, if we get absolutely smoked by the Niners, Whatever, who cares? Like we're playing, like it's it's such a cliche, but we're playing with house money. Like nobody expected right. the Packers, the youngest team in the NFL, to come in, and we're the youngest team um, to be in the playoffs since 1974. And I think we might be the youngest team to ever actually win a playoff game, and not just win, but we beat the holy hell yeah. out of the Dallas Cowboys when they even came back yeah. a little bit. I was like, come on, yeah, which that was frustrating that too because Joe Barry went into that super like put the safeties off in the next zip code. Like I hate yeah. that right, crap. Yeah. And, and I just feel like, worst. yeah, dude, I'm, I just feel like, like we're talking about tacos, right? Uh-huh. If I made beef tacos, um, just straight white people tacos, yeah. beef tacos, hard shell, shredded cheese, lettuce, whatever. And then every time I put this one seasoning on it and every time it ruins them. Yeah. After a while, I would stop putting that seasoning Hopefully on those tacos. The first time. <laughs> Joe Barry's defense gets absolutely smoked every time they do that super deep two safety shell where the guys mm. are are lined up clear into the next town. And every time they keep doing it, I wonder why. I don't know. I, I could ask him. I wish I could. As I'm as I'm slapping him, like, dude, stop it, as dude. I'm slapping him. Why are you doing this? Uh, yeah, I love the Packers so much, and like, whatever. But God, and, and you could say like, oh, a win's a win. It is. You're right. But like, we put in our backup quarterback because we were up by so many and then Dallas scored 16 points before you could blink your eye because they were playing that super deep shell and then we had to bring our starting quarterback back in. Oops. Oh, just yeah. kidding. Like, that's embarrassing, dude. 
Yeah, but we, we still beat wow. them. It's okay. And we still scored right. 48 points. So no yeah. matter no matter what the Niners do, if we can play offense like that, mm-hmm. we can beat anybody. Truly, yeah. we can beat anybody. I believe it. Because, like, I respect Brock Purdy and whatever, but I've never seen Jordan Love go out and throw four picks in a game or throw five picks or whatever Brock Purdy tried to do this year a couple times. Yeah. Get out of here with that MVP talk. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, so, yeah, so Jay Yellis is probably my favorite one just because the vibe of, like, just listening to a very, like, sort of dad-type figure, like, the way he spoke. And I don't mean because of his age or whatever, but just the way he spoke just felt yeah. imparting knowledge the piece with which he spoke. I love, love, love cast for kids, the organization he runs for, um, getting, I was just, I was just reading a Bassmaster today that had a, a ad for cast for kids with Keith Combs. He helps out with it. So I want to get him on the show too, even though yeah. I've always liked him. He's the deep crank master. Deep he really is too. Um, but like he runs an organization to take, um, mentally and or physically challenge kids out on the boat fishing how could you not get behind something like that and then otherwise like a lot of them pipkins made me feel like i just drank an energy drink yeah polonic was like wow this dude is so smart you know Mm -hmm. like this dude is really really smart listening to aj just give up the juice on how he developed all these colors and whatever or even going back to like some of our first episodes ryan 30 acre of fish 30 acre swim baits his development process is insanely detailed and Mm in-depth and basically doing taxidermy to create lures and um carlos from guac and roll every every time i say that i just get hungry I know. I, I just want, it every want day. the Barstow burrito, which is incredible. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's. I showed uh, I showed my wife uh, their post the other day of the birria ramen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she about lost. She about lost her mind. She's like, "Oh my god, that get looks up here! So Come good. up here, yeah. dude! Come hang out, man! We'll go yeah. down there and just we'll camp out. I still think that would be dope. Come spring or whatever yeah. to do like a live podcast from guac and roll do some giveaways yeah. bring some fishing people in bring some taco people that'd be so stinking it fun really get would. some people to sponsor it give away a bunch of stuff that'd be super fun yeah yeah that would be rad yeah other than that um i just think all of it honestly was yeah. really really fun the people yeah like you said ken and terry were just geniuses pete mayna was my yeah. hero yeah um having the homie steve jonasy on was dope because he's been our oh, friend yeah. forever and that's what's so hard about picking a favorite like i learned so much each episode and i Totally. We got to know these people, and yeah. I love that part of it. I yeah, loved all Brian that. from Angling Anarchy was super fun, oh, yeah. and like I didn't know him, and then it was just super yes. friendly, homie status Easy. right away. Just felt like buddies. Hellabass. For, yeah, Hellabass, dude. That's and that's a dude I looked up to for so long, and was Luke like Duncan. I can't. I just. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna just name really, every really single hard. person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out Luke Duncan, man. He's a he, he's a he's a crazy cat, dude. Like he's just completely unafraid to speak what he is thinking, feeling at any moment, whether it costs him or not. And I respect the crap out of that. Even if I don't agree with everything he says, the fact that he has the balls to be like, here's how I see it. And this might cost me, um, this relationship or this might have, but he's doing it because he believes it's right. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's hard. Even if you don't agree with what he's saying specifically, I I think that's hard to not respect. And I don't mean that in like a selfish, like jerk way. Like he believes it's right. So he's saying it like with certainty. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yep. I I couldn't agree more. Uh, Yeah. That's such a good one. Yeah, uh, Brother Ali, the rapper from Minneapolis, you know, he has that one song, uh, whatever comes up, comes out. We don't put our hands over our mouth. And that's like mm-hmm. Luke Duncan, like whatever he's feeling, like actually feeling in his in his core, he doesn't put his hand over his mouth. He just blit, spits it out. Yep. Uh, Nate Lola, what was, if you had to pick, let's say one or two, one or two, but no more than that. Oh my gosh. I'm one so or nervous. two lures that you loved throwing last year. 
one or two lures you loved throwing last year? Well, I really liked fishing with a worm with our kids. Yeah, okay. that's okay. Honestly, no, <laughs> like seriously, actually, though, that's okay. No, I really like, that's loved so that. Not okay. That's encouraged. Well, that's dope. We caught so many fish, and it was such a core memory. Yeah, it was such a core memory. And we all, and the thing is, we didn't think. Okay, so we went camping um, on the Minong Flowage, which is up near Hayward, Wisconsin. Uh, if you're anywhere near Wisconsin or in Wisconsin or even like central and above, so it's not quite as far, whatever. I guess you can choose how far you want to travel. I don't know. I'm giving you sort of like parameters on where you're coming from. Um, two things you must do if you're listening to our podcast. One is go to Guac and Roll in yes. downtown Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. We're not sponsored by them, just to be clear. It's just actually that good, and the people are that kind. Um, the atmosphere is super clean. Go get some food there. It's awesome. Awesome. Number two, if you have a family, or I guess even if you don't, you got to go to Hayward. Hayward, Wisconsin is the coolest, man. Incredible fishing, incredible lakes, um, cool touristy stuff if you're into that kind of thing. Homemade candy at the downtown, like candy shop spot, whatever. And we all went camping. Our family, our giant uh, family of eight went camping on the Minong Flowage. And we didn't think everybody was even really going to want to fish that much until we had, what, three or maybe four kind of like ultralight combos with? Yeah. Not a ton. Mm -mm. And so we're fishing... Because we're, we're literally camping on the water. Our, our site is on yeah. the water. Did I catch one? And Because I was like, oh, I'm just going to whatever. Off. And I went out there and then they're like, oh, what? I was like, I got one. And then they're like, I yeah. want to catch one. I yeah. want to, I want to. And then we had to take all these turns. Yeah. And it was actually really good because once someone caught a fish, then it was the next person's turn. And then yeah. we just kept And then a couple through. of them took like a... a a tub of worms down to like the pier that was out on the lake right there, right just down, yeah, right yeah. down by the site. And I mean, every two minutes, like I got one, I got one, oh, I got one, oh, so got one. fun. And that was just with worms. Yeah, I love. And that. I loved that. That was a great answer. Thank you. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. from my heart. Yeah. Anything else or just worms? <laughs> that's my one. All right. I know you're thinking, oh, what about the jackhammer? Okay, that's it too. Yeah, yeah. When you, <laughs> hey, 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 when you set back, when you set back on that uh, smallmouth this yeah. year in that derby, yeah, and. You didn't do what you used to do, which was, I think I got one. Is that how I said it? Oh, I think I got me a fish. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm married to a Muppet, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Um, but you didn't do that. You just like, I got one. Or, or, or I got, or there he is. Or, I can't, you said something very I like. Say, Honey, help me. No, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't that time. <laughs> um, you stepped back and, and drove it home. And for anybody listening to this, if you want to know the ins and outs, um, our favorite uh chatterbait jackhammer rod is a saint croix legend glass rod it's like that dope um like burnt orange and we're texas fans so burnt orange Mm -hmm. you know hook them works out for us um but it's a seven foot two inch heavy but again it's all glass so it bends down to like your hands basically so it looks like a pool cue but it's got a ton of flex in it so when you set the hook especially on something as as ornery as a small jaw on a jackhammer it just keeps them pinned like there was no way that fish was coming off and it ended up being three three six or something just a tank of a football of a fish and yeah that was awesome (laughs) yeah that was really fun nate what's two of the lures uh like your go-to's from 2023 my go-tos or my favorite? Yeah, whatever you want. I don't care. Whatever I want. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm going to have to say one of the favorites from 2023 would have to be that Schwinghe. That little <laughs> came up right behind Yeah, that little Schwinghe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Putting that, yeah, putting that, that missile bait. I can't even remember. Chunky, Chunky D, D. Was it or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, like the Bamacraw or something. Yep, yeah, putting that on that and dragging that around for those those smallies uh, up there where we were fishing on 
it Fence Lake? Yeah, Fence Lake. Yeah. yeah, up in uh, Lock yeah. the Flambeau, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was that was so much fun. Like yeah. getting on that bite late in the day, and they just they just kept eating it, kept eating it. it was such a blast. Uh, and again, you know, a, a newer technique for me, something that I hadn't really. Uh, thrown much of at all and then actually came back here and was able to utilize it on the river a little bit and, and caught uh caught some good caught some good smallmouth and a couple gigantic drum uh <laughs> dra- dragging it around too yeah so, that's dope uh yeah yeah it was fun um but yeah i, I don't know i would say i'd Just, say that was that was probably one and then okay. another one would be i guess i don't know if it was like, I think it was more so the application that I was using it, but, uh, I was fishing with my buddy Darren in a tournament. It was kind of like late spring, maybe early summer. We were kind of sight fishing in some, uh, super clear, shallow water and, uh, throwing around, uh, you know, kind of flipping some bait, throwing around a wacky worm. And I kind of stopped getting bit, but I kept seeing like really good fish kind of swim by. And I was like, why not? Why not? tie up this drop shot, make a really short leader, uh, you know, kind of like that power shot style or whatever. Power uh, fishing and, with and finesse it, tactics. Exactly. Yeah. And let's, let's throw this, uh, <laughs> let's throw this, uh, this drop shot out here in the shallow clear water. And literally the first, the first cast I made right in front of this fish, he swam up and just, just engulfed it. Yeah. Just, yeah. just took it down. And we, I was actually able to fill our limit, uh, in that tournament doing that in the shallow so that was that was really cool and, was, and sight fishing know. them yeah is that what you said yeah, yeah, sight, yeah watching every fish eat it yeah, yeah it was that's so much fun. fun yeah yeah that's, that should be illegal yeah not literally right. I mean, yeah, it's it was, so fun like golly yeah yeah it was it was an absolute blast and they weren't all the i guess the majority of these fish were like really cruising too so they you know it was really like spot chasing them around like oh see one let's See where it's going try to cast to it because yeah. they weren't you know they weren't on beds they weren't you know just sitting in one small area they're really like cruising shallow so they were zooming was, uh, yeah for sure but That's that dope. was that was kind of cool because again it's something i i hadn't normally done uh in the past but you know kind of a technique that i've heard of uh you know people catching fish on so gave it to give it a try and it, and it paid off big yeah, draw shotting is really fun for sure. That's that's one that a lot of people don't know. That's a JDM technique from a million years ago. Drop shotting. Um, mm-hmm. People think of drop shotting now. It's just so a part of like the bass fisherman's vernacular. Like that's just what you say. Oh, drop shotting. Everybody knows drop shotting, but that was a JDM thing. That when it came over, people are like, "What?" Like people didn't get it, and now it's like obvious. It's just a just a staple. What if it's not obvious to our listeners? Okay, yeah, great question. Why don't you tell us what that is? Yeah, uh, so a drop shot, Nate, you tell it was your your technique. You tell us what a drop shot is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's essentially uh, the, I guess, the technique of suspending your bait presentation above your sinker. So you would, instead of like your typical fishing, you know, from the bank or something like that, where you have your sinker, you know, up, you know, 12, 18 inches from your hook at the bottom of your line. It's basically the exact opposite. You have the the sinker at the bottom and you have your hook, you know, again, elevated, you know, 12, 18, you know, six inches, depending on the, the depth of water that you're fishing in or the depth the fish are in, or you suspect them to be in. Um, and it, and it kind of just like suspends that bait, uh, kind of right in their eyesight, you know, it's, 
hovers right there. It's, yep. it's a super, like you said, finesse technique to where you can barely move the rod and it'll put a bunch of quiver in your bait depending on what you're using. So it's a, it's a really simple yet very effective technique to, uh, to catch fish. And it, it can be, it can be a blast for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, even when you catch like a, a forty-two inch muskie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, it is versatile too because you can use it on beds. You can put it right in front of their face. You can use it um, just kind of blind. People originally thought drop shotting was really a deep water technique, and it it is. It can be, um, but it can be an everything yeah. technique, and it can be. You can you can adjust. I don't usually. I usually put it like Nate said, like a footish uh, that leader. Um, and usually, what most people do. Did you say this, Nate? Tie a Palomar. Did you, did you say that part or no? I didn't know. I didn't get in any in there. Yeah, you don't have to. But so like, of yeah. tying the, the rig. But. There, there's all kind of hooks that you can use specifically for it. Um, like Nishine makes a really dope drop shot hook that it has like two eyes on it. And when you thread the line down through it, it makes the hook stand straight out because you really want it like at a 90 with your line. Anyway, but you can adjust the leader length so it can be four inches off the bottom if you're throwing it up shallow like on on a bed like really really tight to the shore or you can put it to three feet which makes it pretty hard to cast but you can just to get it you know change that height whatever but really quick mine my number one is um is the lure that nate loves more than his wife which is the g crack uh bellows gill Gill, huh uh oh my goodness (laughs) i've I've loved that lure for so long i've always thought it was dope the first time i saw it on ichiban tackle um i was like whoa i bet you even though even though i agree i don't i don't i don't disagree with anybody it looks stupid but i also saw it for like dude that thing's gonna move crazy in the water um the bellows gill is essentially shaped sort of like a bluegill with like a like a regular kind of core through it and then the shape of it is all these really long deep kind of like slits in it so when you move it the whole thing moves around um but when i won big bass at that one tournament when i was fishing solo dolo that was on a on a um bellows gill on the g crack i think every fish i had in my live well that day was on the bellows gill g crack fished another tournament with my homie jeremy shout out jeremy moldrum good dude love that sucker got to get him on this podcast uh with his homie brian um but the one we fished on the river i think every fish that i put in the live well came on the g crack and it's just been a producer for me it's a it's a dope lure my favorite color i don't know the color code i'm sorry but it's like peanut butter and jelly like the one side's tan the other side's purple um tannish brownish and purple and they just they have a unique smell they're not super durable but they're not as bad as like a cinco like if you look at it wrong it falls apart so they, they last pretty good and then uh the dude elton jones jr designed one called the bellow shad that is, that i'm really excited to get a few of which is just the same thing but not quite as circular not quite as bulbous as the bellows gill so that's mine oh, i like the profile of that one the uh, shad a bit more of that yeah, that yellow yeah. shad. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a that's a better looking bait. I, I don't know if I throw it yet, but it's a better <laughs> you think bait about for it. Sure. So if we oh, were if, if you were about. fishing if you were fishing that tournament with me on the red cedar, and uh, I'm smacking them on it, catch a five on it. I tell you, I have more in the boat. You're not catching anything. Flipping a I don't know what a sweet beaver, and I'm like, dude, try these bellows gills. You still wouldn't do it. I'm telling you, they're going to eat that sweet beaver, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling That's you. That's me with a buzz bait every year. Every year, I'm like, eat the buzz bait, just because it's so fun when they it. do. Yeah, I think I caught three fish this year uh, during tournaments on a buzz bait, and I threw it for the amount of time 
that would have caught a lot more than three. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to force feed it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I will say, side note on the buzzbait, mm-hmm. um, I tried a Brandon Cobb. Shout out Brandon Cobb. Um, shout out shout out to brandon cobb uh a arc series rod his specific line of rods and it's like 99 dollars. it's got like a um half cork i think half foam grip it's like a dark green color i can't remember the length of it but it's called the old faithful so it's 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 action is is um between medium heavy and heavy so i think he calls it magnum medium heavy and it is a perfect rod for like throwing big spinner baits throwing buzz baits you could flip with it you could throw smaller swim baits with it where it's got enough of a tip to have some play but like it's it's stiff enough where you could feel confident throwing bigger baits like dude shout out brandon cobb for making a really dope rod feels good looks good performs well that's a hundred bucks yeah that's dope like that's really dope yeah, that's so, hard to beat. yeah i wouldn't mind throwing a couple more of those on my deck honestly like that's a good rod especially for the money and i respect the crap out of you know because i'm and i'm not anti anybody else who wants to get like a i don't know what's that one abu garcia rod like the fantasia or whatever or uh like an nrx plus or whatever that i'm not anti that at all but i still think it's dope if you can if you can put a somewhat economically based dope rod in people's hands so one more quick one um lola i'm going to you first and you're not ready for this i didn't tell you i was going to ask you this oh man so nate be thinking while lola while lola is mad at me is going so fast give me a favorite you prepped me for any of this give me a favorite (laughs) memory on like on a personal level from 2023 Mm. just it doesn't have to be like your number one favorite because that's so hard but like something that stands out to you that that oh was my, dope in 23. Oh my gosh. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, because I already talked about my fishing memory with our kids because yeah. that one was huge for me. Yeah, that like was Like for our family. Yeah, Ugh. but you can't double dip. You got to have something else. Oh my gosh, aggressive. <laughs> All right, so mine is, mine is Jordan Love's touchdown. I'm just kidding. Oh uh, I'm just, my <laughs> gosh. I, my hands were both in fists. Yeah, just ready to rock me in the yeah. face. Yeah. Uh, mine was actually our Christmas this year because oh. not to get too open and personal with people, um, but um, I'm actually starting a new job tomorrow. I no longer work at Shields. Um, I'm going to be working for the state of Wisconsin as a correctional officer. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm not 100% sure what to expect, but the pay is great. The benefits are awesome. It's super consistent hours. Um, not super consistent as in like they're going to be the same all the time, but just you're going to yeah. get hours. You're going to get good yeah. paychecks, whatever. Um, and so I had to leave Shields just because Sadly, the pay no. wasn't amazing. But Shields yeah. itself, if anybody's looking for like an entry level and then can ascend into something better because yeah. you really can uh, at Shields, um, that's a great place to work Amazing dude people. i'm telling you like they have a retirement package there called the esop it's like the employee stock option purchase or something like that real real talk if you started working there at like 18 20 whatever and worked all the way till you retired you would be sitting on a stack of cash that you can't even imagine yeah that place takes care of its employees like crazy yeah so Amazing. many people there their story is oh, i just came here to work and then I ended up making a career out of it like like the homie yeah. pat schlopper did that he went there yeah. <clears throat> after college and then made a career out of it because it is such a great place to work. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so our Christmas this year was a little bit not necessarily like hard, but it wasn't as easy to get our kids and buy each other gifts and stuff like we normally would just because we didn't have a well, ton I'm of not time working to... full time. Yeah. I'm home with Gus, yeah. which has been again, a blessing. Yeah, for um, sure. But living on like one income and me doing hair once in a while, mm-hmm. it's, you know, a little tighter. We yeah. have a big family. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm trying to like sell pictures of my feet online, oh but so gosh. far nobody's into the whole like <laughs> hobbit foot. That's not a sexual thing for people. Oh um, I call There's them Frodo be a feet. Hairy toe category. There has There's to be, be, dude. Right. I don't. I've been Correct. trying yeah. hairy toes and like, like <laughs> nail fungus. Nobody oh, seems to well, dig it. But, my gosh. Um, and that last part's not true. But I do away. have hairy toes, and they do look like hobbit feet. They're they fat and They're, flat they and aren't. ugly. Oh my and gosh. I could brush, I could braid my big toe you hair. You are gross. That's not I true. Know. Um, but, <laughs> so back uh, to this memory. But not having a ton of money and me and Lola being a little like, uh, you know, we're going to do our best and save money and um, do side projects to make a little income. Without, and, and our Christmas was awesome. It was so It was incredible. Good. So many of the kids like, this is my favorite Christmas this is ever. The best Christmas and ever. Gus is like, he was just, you know, oh, a couple age. days short of being two. So like he really got what was going on. He got so excited. Every present um, was Oh my. Yeah, he always says, Oh my. And it was just, yeah, it was a really <laughs> special time for us as a family. Um, sort of like a duck in the water where above the water looks all calm, but under the water, the feet are going 3,000 miles an hour. That was me and Lola. Like on the surface, Christmas was great and it was, but behind closed doors, we were like, all right, we got to figure out how to come up with this and we got to move this around. But it wasn't and- extravagant. It wasn't like people got new iPhones. Right, and like, right, You know, right. it wasn't Yeah, we didn't spend a thousand dollars per we kid, were, but we did our we best what we had and I, I thought it was awesome. I don't, I don't know. I'm a pretty frugal, frugal shopper, Fruits. but like I find good deals yeah. on great things, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought we did great. All yeah. right, so what's your memory? Mine? Oh, Nate, do you have one? No. Nate, I want to no, hear it's your turn. It's your turn. Oh, <laughs> y'all are bullies. <laughs> I don't know. I, hmm. This is really hard. Um, it is hard. You made a lemonade stand for our kids. Oh, yeah. And they decided to be little entrepreneurs and they wheeled it. It has little wheels on it that yeah. you put on there and they made a ton of money and just had time together. Our kids really, they just have the best bond. Yeah. And, um, they're a great team and seeing them utilize something that you created for them was really special. I don't know if that's like the best memory of 2023, no, but I do love that best. one. It's just something that stands yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. And the rad thing is too, we live in such a small town, um, Strom, Wisconsin. Um, we are okay with our kids, like taking their lemonade stand down the street, like by the, um, grocery store, there's gonna be a little more traffic and by a little more traffic, I mean, there'll be three cars an hour instead of one yeah. by our house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they would come back and be like, we gave this one guy two cups of lemonade and he gave us 20 bucks yeah. and we told him we didn't have enough change and he said, I don't want change anyway. And they're like freaking mm-hmm. out. And, um, a couple of them, you know, have phones and stuff now. And so they're like online, like oh, I could get this or I could buy this hat or I could, I'm like, will you stop yeah. it? <laughs> like, Save your money. <laughs> they're like shopping with it already. What about you, Nate? What was a good memory from 23 for you? Uh, yeah, I'd say a pretty solid one um, would be the fact that uh, as a family, we actually spent a lot more time out on the boat uh, fishing out of the lake this Love year it. than we have in years past so time together as a family all all four of us on the boat was I love that so was much. awesome um but like one of the really like really cool moments is my daughter she's really like she wants things to be kind of exactly the way she <laughs> anticipates them or the way she sees yeah. it yeah. and if it doesn't go that way she, she tends to get a little fired up um which is kind of funny because she's a super mellow like really chill kid like she's She's really, you know, really laid back for the most part. But when she wants to do something, she wants it to go a certain way. She gets, she gets a little fired up. So we had a couple outings where she hadn't really um, caught any fish by herself. Like I'd helped her, and she had, you know, caught some or reeled them in or whatever. But 
Like she had such determination. One of the days that we went out to like catch her own fish and like to the point where she even like went through my tackle that I kind of had in like a little box um, already out on the, on the deck of the boat. And she's like, dad, I want to throw, I want to throw that, that one right there. I want to throw that (laughs) lure right there. So she picked out her lure. What was um, it? Which was, it was a, it was like a, I think it was a 2.8, a 2.8 or a 3.3 Kitek oh, sure. on, uh, on just a net head. Okay. And, uh, and she, she threw it out there and she's casting it around and, uh, ends up catching, catching a fish cast to catch with the lure that she picked oh, and the great. excitement that she had for that Aww. was like, Oh, it was, it was, it was so awesome. The excitement my son had for her excitement, Aww, like they were awesome. both, they were both so jacked up and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. That was, that was probably one of my favorite moments of, of 23. Um, that was, that was, that was really cool. Dude, that's a really good one. Yeah. Man, that makes yeah. my Christmas one look like crap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just being stupid. Uh, all right. So really fast, super quick one. I'm adding this on. Okay. Uh, what was one of, again, that's like, I'm not going to say what was your number one, <laughs> but what was one of your favorite tacos you had this last year? For me, it's not even that hard. Anything at guac and roll. That's what I thought, I, thought I was going to answer first. I'm just kidding. Go that's ahead. my answer. And what, what's yours? I know what yours is specifically. Yeah. The, what? The Barstow burrito. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. All right. What it's about BDR. you, Nate? What's BDA? BDA, BDA, BDA. Yeah. Uh, what's one of your favorites, yeah. Nate? Um, yeah, that's, man, that's a tough one I've had. I've had a lot of really, really good ones this Heck year. Yeah. Um, a lot that I've made, uh, a lot that we've had eaten, eaten out. Uh, hmm, man, that's a, that's a tough one. You know what? I, I, I'll be real. Uh, it's always, absolutely dynamite my uh good buddy of mine that i've known for years and years and years his name is james his wife uh does a uh carnitas you know pulled pork whatever uh and they're and they are like super like super simple like pork carnitas shredded cheese uh salsa verde cilantro that's it like they have onions i ain't messing with those um (laughs) but they are (laughs) But they are always so so good, uh, and her her rice uh, that she makes with it. Of course, nice. she is uh, Hispanic, so that that I think it helps all of it. Yeah. Uh, but it it uh, it's always dynamite. So simple. So like anytime they have birthday parties or uh, you know we have parties or whatever. Hey, can you you, you want to bring over some carnitas? You want to yeah. bring over some rice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're only then, inviting yeah, you because of your carnitas <laughs> and your rice. So. And they're and they're always game for it. But yeah, they're so good. They're so simple. Uh, and yeah, they're they're absolutely dynamite. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to James and his wife for some uh, some dope carnitas and some dope rice for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, All right, so let's sure. let's switch gears briefly, you know, because this one doesn't need to be super long, um, and I don't really want to put a time limit on it. But let's let's get it moving. Um, going into twenty twenty four, Lola, give me one um, way of fishing that you want to either learn or get better at. It can be anything. It can be worms for all I care. I want to learn how to skip under docks. There, that's a good one. That's a really good one. You and me both. All right, let's yeah, do it. That's a really good one. I can I can teach you. I'm not, you know, but I'd have to charge. Is <laughs> oh your milkshake? My skips bring all the boys oh, to the yard. Oh wow! Uh, but no, I can teach you. I'm not I'm not great at it, but I can do it 
pretty well. Um, I'm not like when you go back and watch the classic that Jason Christie one, the way that he was skipping under docks like a pendulum, like straight out in front of him. When I'm talking about zero effort, I'm like, gosh, so like I can do it, but I'm not on that level, and I want to get better at it. That's a good one, Nate. What's a goal for you in 2024 fishing? A fishing goal of mine is to have a good spring tournament okay um, aside for aside from that that tournament that we won in spring coincidentally um i always struggle on the river in the springtime like it's hard like i mean i struggle to where i'll i'll go out i'll fish a tournament i will fish all day i will get one bite it'll be like three to four and a half pounds but that's the only fish i catch all day long and yeah. I, i've had so many tournaments like that over over the years that uh, I'm I'm kind of done with those. I don't want those. I don't want those no more. Yeah. I want to I want I want to figure out how to catch them specifically in Spring Lake yeah. in the spring. Okay. Yeah. There it is. You heard it here. Write it down. So. What about you, Mister Johnson? Uh, mine is Mr. two. Johnson. Mine is two things specifically tackle related. One is jerk baits. I love fishing jerk baits. I don't throw them enough, and I do the thing that I know better than, which is I treat it like it's only a clear cold water application. Get out of your head. I'm telling you, and it's not. And it, they they, yeah. they they they're just fun to work. Like they're just fun to pop. They're fun to You're good at th- popping it. Oh, you watch out. <laughs> Um, they're fun to, uh, they're fun to throw shallow, like to throw like a 110 or something with not a very big lip. Um, I will also tell you a sneaky little trick is that a lot of times the, the deeper, um, diving bill, like the 110 plus one, um, or whatever longer bill jerk bait you like, those work really great on rip wrap and lay downs and whatever. It's not just for deep water. Um, but I really want to get better at that. So my goal is every derby to have three jerk bait rods ready, a regular one, like a 110 a 110 plus one or something like that and then like a 110 it doesn't have to be that brand but i'm just saying for size you know so you know what i'm saying um or like a 110 junior on a spinning rod that's my goal this year and then the other one which is almost the exact opposite but not really because this one is a much better deal in um in clear water uh swim baits i really want to get good um get gooder i i do catch fish on them um and i do use them somewhat consistently but i want to get better at um big swim baits um so like i just ordered a chad shad and um i ordered one of those jackal gentran to trail like that crazy looking bluegill one i have a bunch of fish 30 we'll acres. Go, yeah. yeah, I have a bunch of um, fish 30 acre baits, of course. Um, I have like the Spro Aruku shads. I have some um, bull brims and bull shad stuff. Uh, I have a decent assortment. I have some castaic stuff. Um, I have a decent assortment of hard big swim baits but i really want to i want to get more confident and more consistent with those i have the tackle and like the rods and reels to throw them i just don't throw them enough and i love throwing them it's just so fun so that's one of that's one of my my other goals so um last thing and then we'll wrap it up um uh what are some what are some goals hopes dreams for 2024 for the podcast that could be who do you want to interview? That could be where do you want to see this go? That could be even something not real specific, like just more of what we've already been doing. Um, where uh, let's start with you, Nate, because we've been picking on Lola enough with the first question. Um, where do you where do you see twenty twenty four taking Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast? 
Uh, yeah. So I would, I, I think, uh, I think I really want to keep kind of doing what we're doing. I think, I think the way things have been going as of right now have been really, really good. Uh, and I think, you know, we're progressing quite well, uh, getting better at interviewing and, and, uh, transitions and, you know, just, just smooth conversation overall. Um, so I really want to keep that up and, 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 and grow that. Um, but maybe more so like, uh, maybe adding in some like short form stuff to where, uh, you know, we just keep kind of pumping out more content, giving, giving our, our listeners or you know, anybody who, who has any interest in tackling tacos, the uh, a few more opportunities to kind of hear our yeah. uh, our take on whatever it may be, right like or that. wrong. Yeah, I like that. And we, we've been talking about that. I yeah. want to do more sort of like bonus episodes, little episodes. One yeah. thing one thing, Lola and I were talking about the other day, so we're just springing this on you, Nate. So if you hate it, Uh-oh. let the world know you hate it. Um, that's Absolutely. fine. Yeah, I understand. But we thought about doing episodes with our children, not like full episodes, but like bonus episodes, like one kid at a time, and actually talk to them about fishing, talk to them about tacos, and just see how good or terrible like it goes. Tackling tacos, yeah. fishing I feel podcast like, I feel like I may family. have. Yeah, family yeah, fishing yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. I may have mentioned it uh, once or twice before, but before, almost before every single episode, my daughter asked, when can I be on the podcast? Yeah, um, ours like, do the same like thing. Every, yeah, literally so before, before we start recording everyone. Um, yeah, she's, she's, she's so sweet. So, so when can I be on your podcast? Can, can I? Uh, today she even like, she even told me like to the number how many YouTube subscribers that we have on our YouTube channel. <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> she's like 15. Yeah, she's, she is awesome. Yeah. yeah that's so, dope. But that'd be cute as crap so, to talk to her yeah. about that fish she caught where she kind of did the whole thing by herself and then see how yeah. that, because sometimes honestly, right? Like we get so wrapped up in the culture we're in and it's not a bad thing, but to hear it from like the, the beautiful naivety of a child, you yeah, know? And, and then he was, he was sure. tugging on me and he's pulling. I, I was trying to, you know, that kind of, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. I like it. Nate, uh, Lola, what is, yeah. what's a goal for 24 for the podcast? Well, I mean, not even a goal, but where you want to see it go? Um, if Duke Cannon doesn't sponsor us, I'm going to be come real on, mad. Duke Cannon. Pwah, pwah, pwah. <laughs> nah, nah, come on. Man, I wash my butt with Duke Cannon. I put Duke Cannon on my lips. I wash my hair with it. Wow. What else can I do? Oh man. Get sponsored. Gee, many Christmas. Mm. Let's see. What do I want to see or go with this? Um, I, hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not really a wrong I'm answer. I'm trying to think of who I was, who are we, you know, it would be super fun is getting like more taco experts. Yeah. And like learn all these like tricks and stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. As Lola's saying that she's looking at me and like flicking her eyebrows up and mm, like, taco, mm, like tricks and experts. Hey, like yummy, she's yummy. like, whoa, whoa. Like it's like oh, some super baby. like secretive <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, that would be dope. But that was, that was one of my goals with the show is to not let tacos be second fiddle. Mm-hmm. And they kind of are. And I think that's okay. It's that's kind of right. taking its own it's thing. Tacos, but people right. like talking about it. Yeah, I mean, love it. Yeah. Because um, who doesn't like tacos? Like, yeah. have we had a guest that doesn't like tacos? No. 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 I was nervous about talking to Jay Ellis and he just went in. I love that. And then I, and yeah, then I referenced Super right. Oscars or whatever in Oregon where he lives. Like, oh, yeah, I've been to Super Oscars, his blah, blah, blah tacos. And he just yeah. went. Yeah. Um, I would love to get um, someone on here that is either... Mm, you wouldn't think that they were like a fisherman, like maybe a rapper or something. And they're like 
super into fishing or super into tacos or and that's kind of the cool thing right yeah. fishing is such an equalizer like so many people fish that you wouldn't think fish like when we talked to luke duncan about you know we want to have the rock on and he was like well if you get him on you talked about my show because i want him on too you know like not yeah he just seems like a cool dude and he fishes but like so like one rapper uh that me and lola and i think nate I know I showed his stuff to you. I don't know if you still listen to him, but uh, it's a cat from Minneapolis, which um, if you're not familiar with like the music scene in the Midwest, Minneapolis has been for decades a hot spot for really good hip hop music from like Atmosphere to Brother Ali, um, Idea, um, RIP, an incredible rapper who died a bunch of years ago. Uh, and then there's this other cat named Prof um, who is just, wild as could be like mm-hmm. super good rapper good singer talented dude um and he's super into fishing he's super into bass fishing um and he's actually done a couple videos and i knew him way before the well not knew him but listened to his music like way before this but he's actually done a couple videos with um millican fishing oh really I think, yeah 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 i think ben millican listens to his music um because it, it really is like it's good well professional made music i mean he yeah. goes nuts like he you know he says some off the wall stuff for sure but he's a dope mc um but it'd be rad to have like you said somebody like that talk yeah. about fishing uh um another one joe sexton um the professional snowboarder oh, yeah. who owns public snowboards he's a big bass fisherman like it'd be so cool to hear yeah. somebody talk about the things they care about yep and some of those might just happen to be bass fishing yep that would be cool i don't know uh i know you tr- i know you follow uh college football but had did you follow like the um Deion Sanders to Colorado deal, any of that stuff at all? No, like on Amazon sure, and stuff sure. at the show. Just, just like in general. Yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for general. sure. Yeah. Okay, so who well, didn't? I mean, well, honestly, he, exact one of the you know one of the kids he brought over, Travis Hunter from the school he was at. Yeah, previously. guy who plays both ways. Uh, yeah, yeah, an absolute freak athlete. He is. Anyways, too. he he is obsessed with fishing, and oh, Deion really? Sanders has. Yeah, Deion Sanders has a big pond in the back of his house. Okay. And uh, Travis Hunter was fishing back there. This was, I don't know, maybe a month ago or something like that. And he caught like an eight-pounder oh my pond behind Deion Sanders. Oh, my and gosh. Then, I'll see if I can sick. find the video on uh, Is that in Colorado? Instagram. I don't know where it's at, but yeah, I, it, it may have been. Because that's got to be flirting with some kind of record for Colorado. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's he, a freak. He caught... He caught a giant. That's dope, dude. That'd be the, cool as crap to have him there. on. Yeah, and he's talking about like he caught it on a Cinco, like, you know, Texas rig. Like, I mean, he he knew the technique and what he was throwing. He knew, and, yeah, and, he knew some stuff. Know, yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool. So I'll see if I can find that that clip. Uh, I That's think dope, dude. That's so sick. Yeah. yeah, heck yeah. So my quick one, we'll, we'll get out of here on this. My goals for 2024 is... Um, to continue with what we're doing, um, I totally agree with Nate. Like, put out some more like in between stuff, some bonus episode stuff, and then I like to try to lean a little heavier into the year turbs. Um, I just think like having both the audio podcast and then the video podcast as well, but not just video podcast, but like videos of tournaments or um, videos and shorts. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube shorts, shorts, videos of Lola showing us how she makes her Puerto Rican rice, which, by the way, on a 1 to 10 is a 13 every single time. Oh, honey. Seriously, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even just being nice. Like, it really is ridiculously good. And I think people would like to see how that's made. Um, just stuff like that. I want I want to kind of double down on the medium of content that we create, whether that's video, audio, whatever. That's what I'd really like to see more of. Um 
And then, you know, maybe by the end of 2024, we open up a tackle shop and a restaurant that sells tacos. Oh I don't know. Oh my gosh, I love it. Let's just go the for spot. it. Let's get it. Let's, yeah, get, let's it. get after it. So that's it. That's all I got, man. Uh, 2024, uh, much like everything else, everybody, if you're listening to this, um, 2024 is a, is a, a goulash of a whole bunch of days mixed up. And every single day is a blank slate that you can turn into, that you can make into whatever you want. Um, it can be great if you choose for it to be great or it can start off crappy and you can be negative and you can get poopy. Um, it's the old like glass half empty, half full. And I really want personally in 2024 to look harder at the half full potential of things and see things for what they, maybe what they aren't, you know, like see things for what they could be more than just what they are right in that moment. Um, Nate, you've always been really good at that. Like when things break down, whatever you don't get worked up, you more or less just look at solutions. My homie, Jeremy Moldrum is exactly the same way things go wrong. And it's like, well, this sucks, but here's how we're going to fix it. Not so much. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I'm just like mentally just constipated out of the world. You know, like that doesn't do any good. Lola's the same way. Lola's very much like, all right, you're right. This does suck. But saying that over and over again, isn't going to fix it. Let's figure out how we get after it. Um, So I really want to, I want to work on that in 24. Um, and why do I want to do that, Lola? Um, because positivity is worth the effort. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you guys for listening. That's it. Peace. Bye. Peace.
through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.